Welcome to Chat You Up, Shahaba City Library's YA podcast, where we read young adult books and then review them for you. Before we start, let me issue a spoiler warning. We will be talking plot points, discussing characters in depth, and definitely spoiling the ending. Do any characters die? We'll be talking about them if they did. Gabby and I are joined again by Bindi to review book two in the Throne of Glass series. We're reading and reviewing our way through the series, so please read along with us. If you haven't already, check out our review of the first book, Throne of Glass. Crown of Midnight by Sarah J Maas was published in 2013. It follows assassin Selena as she begins her duties as King's Champion. So last time with the first book, I was kind of on the fence with it. That's probably why I gave it a three-star rating. Yes. (laughs) But this time, much better. Mm. This was a big step in the right direction. It wasn't that I didn't enjoy the first one, but this one felt more fast-paced. It was more interesting. It's probably better written as well, I Mm. think, as you'd expect. Which Um, you hope is going to (laughs) happen. You'd hope. You don't want to read the second one. It's worse. (laughs) No. But everything, for me, uh, improved, and it went in the right direction. Uh, I just liked the pace of it. I was interested in what I was reading. I enjoyed Mm. turning the pages. Well, that was an e-book, so I didn't have to turn any pages. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Um, what about you, Bindi? Yes, so huge improvement for me. I actually loved this book. Mm. I read it in three days, I think. So, yeah, the writing style had changed more. It was fast-paced. I felt like we were getting into the thick of things, yeah. really getting into the story. It wasn't just an introduction of the characters. Yeah. We were... We're moving along. So, yes, this uh, yeah. one, it really does open up a lot more. So you get a lot of things introduced and more things explained. And it really is this, like, it's, the first book doesn't really give you the impression it's leading to, like, this epic fantasy series. But this one does because it has so many, like, little little seeds planted. Is that something that you've noticed grow. again with your foreboding looking forward or...? Yeah, but also just there's so many little things that are, like, mentioned. There were so many growth points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, like, I I don't really want to mention which ones I'm thinking in case you guys didn't notice. (laughs) Because I'm like, hmm, I don't want to ruin it for you. But, yeah, there are a lot of things. Or even, like, you know, introducing um, the witches and... Sorry, now I'm trying to think. Baba Yellow Legs. Yes. I loved Baba Yellow Legs. Oh, Baba Yellow Legs. Um, Yellow Teeth. Yes. And or even um, there's more stuff about like the word stones and like the all that magic stuff when she goes under um, the bell tower and all that like yes. all of that sort of stuff. You're like it's more out in the open in this one. Now. Oh, yeah. and I think she mentions um, when she goes down there. There's like the murals of like Fae and stuff mm-hmm. and oh, magic and just so good, <laughs> so good, so good. Shall we start with some characters though? Because we do obviously get more of the three main characters so we've got selena kale and dorian we see a little bit of our good old friend caltain 
little bit in there. Mm-hmm. But we also get a few new characters, um, such as Archer and Roland. Yeah. What do you guys think of how they were introduced? Like, did you like it? Were you like, just leave me alone? <laughs> Too many characters? No, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked how Archer was introduced. Yeah. But as time went on, I didn't like Archer. <laughs> yes. But I, yeah, I kind of liked. You didn't like Archer. Yeah, I liked Archer the characters nice that they brought in. Um, I don't feel like there was enough about Roland for me to yeah. Really so that's um, Dorian's cousin. Yeah, comment yep. on that. He sort of played a very minimal role. Yeah, in he the does. Book. Doesn't he's he? a very interesting character in that his role is. I thought again. I thought he's going to be play the role of a villain, mm. but then. Even though he's only in a few chapters here and there, um, he sort of sides with Dorian a bit, but I don't know if he's manipulating yes. him. So he has come to Rifthold, um, the capital, basically to be on the King's Council. Yeah. And then you're you're like, oh, what's he doing? Like, he's manipulating people and he's slimy. Mm. <laughs> like, just don't like him. <laughs> but Is then he, he does yeah. kind of do that, like, 180. Yeah. And he's helping Dorian yeah. in Dorian's But is he more helping? Political That's kind roles. of my question. Yes. Is it... Is it, you know, a part of a longer game that he's playing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and obviously Nehemia's in there too. Yes. Yep. <laughs> because my, my main thing was with him, I just figured out with Dorian turning into, a, I suppose, like a kind of a, a good guy, mm. um, I figured that another member of the royal family just has to be has to be a bad guy, <laughs> yes. just, by, just by default, basically. Yeah, no, that, I, I get that. Um, because Dorian is more, he's coming more into himself yeah. in this book. And particularly with, like, standing up to his father and his father's um, political manoeuvrings, particularly to do with um, the slave camps, like, at Calcutta and um, Endovia, which I think is good because it shows you what sort of person he is. Yeah. Um, He's definitely more likeable in mm. this book, and I think that's because it's not just purely written about him and Selena's relationship. Yes. They've broken up, they're done, Mm. and we're learning more about him as a person so yeah he definitely is more likable in this book there's a lot of expanding on Dorian which I like that was good that was good there's the the element of his magic growing within him Um, I loved the scenes too where he's challenging his father yeah I think it's an interesting political well Mm. like there's a dynamic between them but I think a political situation they have where his father is the he's the he's the lord and he's in charge of all but Mm. he still rules by council in a way yeah, he's an authoritarian yes. figure, but he's yeah. not just a complete dictator by himself. He still mm. relies on other people's support and listens to what they have to say. And when they outvote him, he will, it seems, appears that anyway, yeah. that he would follow their their guidance to yeah. a certain degree. So I think it's interesting that Dorian has a fair bit of power, perhaps. Yeah. I just find that Dorian's a very interesting character and the political dynamic that he has with his father. Yeah. It's just something that they can really expand on. I think it's interesting to see how far he can go with that. Mm, yeah. What kind of limit does his father set for him? You know, it's not a normal lord or, or a captain of the guard mm. questioning him. Yeah. It's his son and it's his heir and, and he's got a big future. And then obviously there's his relationship with Selena and the mm. fact that he's not a psychopath. Yeah. So, you know. There is a lot more um, political sort of stuff in this one as well. Not just from Dorian either because, like... There's Kale as well, who's trying to manoeuvre yeah. around Selena now being the king's killer, basically. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the king using her to get rid of his political opponents. Mm. And um, I just feel like these these two guys, Kale and uh, Dorian, are just set up for, for ultimately making a choice. 
That's where we're headed. And I just don't feel like, and I know Gabby's read the rest of the books, I don't feel like they're both going to make the same choice. Okay. Whether they're both going to go t- Team Selena or Team King, you know. <laughs> Who knows what will happen? I don't know. but It I might think... be two completely different people yeah. at the end of the books. It's it could just, be. It's changing. I just, rapidly, I just find it hard so... to believe that both of them will... Like it's at this point. It, <laughs> Don't look at me like that, Bindi. <laughs> at this point, it feels like they're both going to, you know, they're going to join with Selena. They're going to do the right thing, but I just don't feel like both of them will do that. I feel like there's a little bit of a. Sort of, I'm not saying anything. Okay? I think well, I want you to figure this, find this out all on your own. Selena's personality changed so much throughout the book because of circumstances that, mm. not personality, but her relationships with both yeah. of them, especially Kale, that. We can't really say what's going to happen because as the book ended, her and Kale were on not on good terms. No. Uh, the trust is gone. Yes. She's very unhappy with can, him. Can we um, Which, talk mean, about the ending just for a moment? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we can. That's good. I'm glad we can. Um, when she, he finds out that she, I mean, I like how we just skipped over the plot of the entire book uh, right to the end. We can do that. We can That's do that. Fine. that. We can, we can come back. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought the end when he sort of is realizes who she is. I like the fact that she leads him to it. Yes. Yeah. And then leads him to it, and then he finds out who she is, and he sent her into the arms of his and political. She is not Selena. She is Aelin. Yes. Which this was amazing. Is, which was why I wanted you to talk about the first book before you got to this one. But it's all good. It's all good. We got there. Because you find out, actually, she is um, a royal from Terrison, basically. Yes. And um, she is could be the ruler of Terrison and bring Terrison back from the brink. Back from the brink, exactly. <laughs> basically. So but, probably the least spoilery way to explain it. My question was, though, it was sort of, how did you interpret Kale's reaction? As in, he sinks to his knees. I'll talk to Bindi. I was like, don't look at me. He sinks to his knees, but he's happy that he sent her away out of danger. Yep. But at the same time, he's obviously very upset at himself for sending her into the arms of political allies. Well, not just political allies. They're actually her family. Yeah. So, yeah. so he sends her to Wendlin, which is another continent to the east, I believe. And they are her mother's family. Yes, the, so, the Fae side, yes. So they are a ruling family that are related to her. So if she wants to take back her throne sort of thing, I mean... Theoretically, yeah. Theoretically. But how she, did you interpret his reaction? Because uh, Is he upset? Right. Yes, because I mean, he's torn. Because like, he's loyal to the He's loyal throne. to his life. He's yeah. you know, yeah. dedicated to the king and... She, and the country, not just the And king. the country. Yeah. And she is his enemy. She yeah. has become his enemy. Yes. That's how I interpreted it the first time, but then I thought back and thought, well, he was he was trying to get her to safety. Yeah. yeah. So I suppose there's still an element of, oh, at least she's all right. Yes. Mm. Well, that's very true, though, because it's both, I would say. It's very much he's like, well, crap. <laughs> I just sent her into the arms of probably her strongest allies, but thank goodness the king's not going to kill her. It's a lot more intricate. Um, a lot more is going on. We were talking about point of view in the first book. It swaps point of view a lot more in this one. Yeah. How did you guys find that? Because I, I was, liked it. I liked it. Yeah. I liked the way she always made it clear as to whose perspective we were. Yeah. We were following. I, I really hate it when you're reading a book and it like keeps swapping, but oh, you're not sure yeah. whose chapter it is. I've read a book before and we've had I've had issues with that. Where I go, who, who, who are we here? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. she's definitely very clear of that. She makes it very clear from the first paragraph of when she changes. Um, yeah. 
and again, I like, I, yeah, I like the, the three, the three characters that you get to learn a bit more about. Yeah. What about you, Bindi? Yeah, I loved it. Mm. Uh, I think I said it about the first book. It just keeps things fast paced, yes. keeps it fresh. Yeah. Yeah. You're learning something new about them each time, you know, learning a little bit about their past, like you're learning about Kale's family, mm, yeah. his yes. father. How he came to be, like, captain of the guard. Yeah, so... When I he th- should be a lord. Yes, yeah, so well, I, I think that's eventually. a great aspect mm. of yeah. this book. And, and talking about the pace, we mentioned earlier, uh, it's a lot more fast-paced. I mean, it's a little bit slow at the beginning, but it's still faster than the first one. Um, but that first chapter with her assassinating um, that lord was just like, yes. <laughs> There's the assassin in her finally coming yeah, out, like I sneaking c- into the, the manor and and it just like ends with like the dude's eyes like opening and seeing her. And you're like, I could totally see this in like a TV show or something. I kind of feel like I went, finally. Yes. Yes, <laughs> this is what I've been waiting so for. So how did you feel then when you find out she doesn't actually kill them? <laughs> I, I actually liked that about her yeah. because – because I wanted to be this assassin, but I also wanted to be the good guy as well. Yes. So, yes. because the whole point of this is that she's killing for the king who like destroyed her yeah. entire life. Yeah. So you're like, I don't want you to be bowing down to him. Yeah. So I feel like I, I agree with that. It's very much sort of like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> you like? Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed that. I like the fact that she gets back and gets her hands dirty again. Yeah. I think that was something that was missing from the first book. Yes. And it certainly increases the pace and, like, the tension and the intrigue. The pace is much, like we said, like, the pace is just so much better. It's yeah. just an easier read. And, like, that last third, I think, just, like, goes so quickly. It does. It just, yeah, it it just does. the pace just picked up probably just before, like, Kale gets kidnapped by the... Archer Finn and his... What do you like call the them? Rebel the rebels. Group. Thank yeah. you. Um, it, probably from then, and it's, like, fast forward to the end. It does. It yeah. does. What did you guys think about that, the whole, like, rebel movement sort of thing? And then you find out this, like, courtesan archer is, like, in it. <laughs> did, did you guys expect that? Kind of. Like, mm. I said before I liked how they introduced his character in that, but I mm. didn't trust him from yeah. the get-go. So I didn't think he was sort of running the whole rebel group, mm. but, yeah, I did not trust him This might be at a, all. I, I don't know. If, I wasn't ever convinced that he was, even after... He met his met his end. I don't know. I was ever convinced that he was a truly a bad guy. He was yeah. trying to manipulate circumstances mm. to benefit, which makes him really interesting movement. because he's sort of like the mirror of Selena because he was bought as like a young child, mm. and then he was but he was bought by a madam and like forced into being a courtesan and yeah. like selling him himself basically. Um, as opposed to Selena being found as a young child and being trained to be an assassin and obviously her skills being sold and, like, where they both go with that. <laughs> you know, like, he takes a very sudden, like, left turn and then he's like, let's bring down the monarchy. The monarchy, yeah. But well. they, they had both trained together. <laughs> they did train together for a bit because Archer was learning to, like, protect himself sort of thing and she had, like, a crush on him. Because he's older. What a shock. Good looking. She's a crush on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I think that's, I think it's an interesting thing with him. I think, just think the, the balance of his character, mm. whether good or bad. Yes. Like, he obviously does some things that I think we'll talk about in a few moments. Yes. That are very questionable and actually not questionable, they're just bad. But, yes, very bad. Um, but it, it's for what he perceives and as for a greater 
greater movement. Yeah, which is the whole the whole thing with everything becoming more politically charged as well. There's more stakes. Yeah. And suddenly you're realizing, oh no, it's not just Selena's life. It's like everyone in this on this continent sort yeah. of thing. The, um, the king's interesting in that regard too. Is he's aware that this, these movements exist. Yes. He knows that his prized assassin is her loyalty to him is pretty. Tenuous. tenuous. That's, yeah. well, I was just about to say that. That's incredible. <laughs> Very tenuous loyalty. Mm-hmm. And he sort of holds that over her with aware of her feelings for his captain of the guard. Yes. Yeah. And the captain of the guard is not aware of this. No. Which goes back to a point we made in our last podcast about how people don't just don't trust each other to tell them the truth. No. They'll tell three quarters of the truth, but not mm-hmm. the whole truth. And for many of the characters in this book, it bites yeah. them. Well, I mean, look at Dorian too, because Nehemia, like sort of mentions to him oh there's something inside of you this there's something that's awakening and then she just like wanders off and you're like why didn't you just tell him yeah <laughs> just tell him he has magic yeah. help him deal with it because then he like freaks out because he's worried that like his dad's gonna cut his head off basically yeah and i actually love all his reactions to everything and like how he like goes like researches but he's like i can't tell anyone because then i might put them in danger and you're like you're so adorable just go yeah. freeze everyone just go it's straight to the library <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Yep. We'd, we'd fit in well in this world, I think. We, we would, except there's lots of creepy creatures in all their libraries. Yeah. So, yeah. no, thank you. No. Yeah, their library sounds really scary. Yeah, there's like, just like a hooded figure yeah. like, sounds like lurking the, sounds outside. Sounds like the youth section of our library. <laughs> Dark. Yep. Hopefully there's no hooded figures down there. <laughs> what other main things do you... I mean, like, there's so many things to talk about, but like, what main things did you guys want to talk about? Should we go chat about characters? We have a bit, but what did you guys, what did you want to We've got to talk about Nehemia. Yeah. Nehemia, um, I sort of suspected that she'd be able to play a major role in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, she But did. spoiler alert. We'd already put a spoiler alert on this review. Yeah, so. I know, but Extra her one. death really surprised me. I, I, her murder. Brutal murder. Yes. Let's, let's. Yeah. I just was really surprised because I figured she was going to have a major role moving forward. And I didn't figure a character that would have so much um, importance to Selena would die mm. so early. Mm. She had a lot of knowledge and understanding of what was going yeah. on. Yeah. And you'd figure that someone like that would be pretty... So you didn't see that coming? No, I didn't see what it. about you, Vinny? Did you see that coming? Not at all. But no. I saw the threat I... to her life and I was like, oh, yeah, she'll be fine. She'll yeah. Be fine. Someone <laughs> That's else, how someone I also felt too. Uh, I thought no. there was a better chance that Kale would die. Yeah. In that scene with oh, the kid, really? I was like, I think there's a chance he'll die than anyone else. Yeah, okay. Well, thinking back to it. No, but I definitely yeah. didn't think Nehemia would die. Not yet. But no. I also don't think it's the last we've seen or heard of her. Yeah. For in this, in the human mm. realm, yes, but now that there's yeah. been other portals. Well, open I mean, because she does like come that. back. Um, Selena has just like a breakdown a moment, and like yeah. finds a way to like mm-hmm. talk to her ghost. Um, but we'll talk about that in a second. So, what. I love about, okay, this sounds really bad. Love about Nahini's death, though, is that we pull Grave back in from the first book. So he was one of the champions who survived, who was like this crazy, like, butcher, psychopath, serial killer. Yeah. So he's been pulled back in to kill her. So it kind of, you know, there's like some of those threads, there's still threads from the first book that aren't just like those main characters which I really appreciate. And then, of course, she tracks him down once she finds out it was him and just, like, tortures him to death. Not going to lie. Did like that scene. Because um, <laughs> it, wow. it kind of shows that she has that side that, like, because obviously basically her best friend has just been, like, brutally murdered. She loses the plot completely. She just, like, lets go of her humanity completely 
and then just like goes to town and like yeah, that's why I, I, I still don't. Off. Yeah, I just find she still she does like her humanity. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I just I think she's a fun character to read. Yeah, likable. Still no, not for yeah. me. Yeah. She's not likable. Yeah, I mean you're cheering for her in a way. Yeah, I suppose, you but are. in a way, she's a, she's I, a problematic fave. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But if she got knocked off, you know. I mean, she also then later on guts Archer when she finds out he was the one that had Nehemia assassinated. I actually quite enjoyed that scene. Yes, see? um, It just was so satisfying. I just felt like it was very well deserved. Yes, but also because of how Archer, I mean, like, she sort of manipulates him into revealing that it was him, which I thought was, like, on point, like, well done. Particularly because he's a like master manipulator, and that's what he does all the time: is gets people to like reveal things about themselves. But he doesn't notice she's doing it to him. She's just like, you know what? No, I'm not a nice person. I'm not gonna let you go. And she just literally just like, yeah. I, I feel gut. like maybe for a moment there, she wasn't going to. That's how yes. it felt. He and then he said something. He said that, um, and she's he says, provoked her. He says that um, Nehemia was a good person. No, he says, I knew you were a good woman, and she stops and she says, no, I'm not, but Nehemia was. And it's like, sticking up for your sisters. (laughs) Because he literally just, like, murdered this princess because she wasn't letting him do what he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. We we also have to remember in that moment where Selena lost Nehemia, Mm. she also lost Kale, who was her boyfriend or partner or whatever their relationship had blossomed into when she found out that he... And friend, because they were friends too. He knew there was a threat to Nehemia. Yes, but he he didn't tell her. He was told not to mention it and he followed orders, which Mm. broke her trust. So in one swift moment, she's kind of lost everything that's important to her. And she almost kills Kale too. But then she finds... Then Dorian stops her with his magic. (laughs) Magic again. Yes, it's it's hard because you're like, I like all these people and you're all doing the right thing. <laughs> like, whose side do you stay on? Yeah, exactly. But, They're not, none of them have yeah. committed any really... Yeah. Yeah. It's And I think it's good. It's been done really well in that regard because you're like, I just want them to all be friends. <laughs> you can make a compelling case that each one of them is right and each one of them are wrong. Yes, same, and I think that's... Um, it's telling of how well it's written. In that regard, because you're not always backing Selena as the main character. You're not always like, she's always right. She's doing everything right. She makes yeah. mistakes. She yeah. loses herself and she nearly kills her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and, you know, she goes on a rampage and tortures a guy to death. Like, she's not perfect. <laughs> no, but it's at the same time, a lot of her well. actions, you can sort of justify them in a twisted way. Particularly when you think about, like, what she's been through. So what I did really like in regards to Nehemia's death, though, was how we had that little scene of the slaves and their revolt um, in the slave camp. How when they find oh. out that she's been murdered because they were thinking about how she's going to she's working to get us out of here. And then they find out that she's been assassinated. And I'm so glad you, we got to see that little bit. And honestly, that was one of the parts that sort of like it obviously it's not exactly what's happening anytime in our world at the moment but it's very reflective of just like our world you know like there's a strong theme throughout this this book of like rising up against your oppressors and i'm glad that scene was included in it yeah Nice little cutaway, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if nice is probably the right word, <laughs> considering that they, like, rise up against the, the slavers and then a lot of them 
die in that too. But yeah, I'm oh and um the musician too that Raina Goldsmith who plays at the um the, oh, the yeah, Royal Dinner. Yeah, that was yeah. that was an awful scene. Singing about magic yeah. and yeah. then later you cut to that scene where she and her band have just are being like beheaded. Yeah, um, yeah. in the um the dungeons. Yeah. And it's just like that's another thing that really just kind of it's reflective of real life <laughs> because things like that happen when there's no freedom of speech or no yeah, yeah. and I, I'm gl- again I'm glad those things like were involved like were included because it makes it all seem a lot more real yeah. and like realistic even though it's a fantasy setting and yeah Th- that was unexpected for me that scene mm. just because the king showed no reaction yeah uh, and yeah and then all of a sudden she's being dragged down to the dungeon and being beheaded but yeah. she's still standing by yes. her message and also because mm. she she said well she was talking about her daughter and the people in her like village and that who were killed for having magic i do kind of wonder though what kind of knowledge kale and dorian have had of these things happening under their very noses for yes i think in that one um, they, they were that was mentioned that they weren't aware but, yeah you know when all yeah. this is happening i mean it's it's hard to have a blind eye for so long. Well, yeah, I mean, but at the same time, does it? <laughs> like, unless the king is actually, like, asking them to, like, participate. I don't know. They're very close to the king, though. I mean, one's the captain of his guard, one's mm. his son and heir. I'm not, not talking so much about yeah. that instance, but in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. But the how... king seems to have this other group where they, yeah. he's gifted them this ring, is it? The They've... black, yeah, the black. Uh... And Dorian and Kale don't. Mm seem to have uh, one have no. so but yet Roland does but but the king still has a high regard for Kale yeah it's in the chapters the king's in you sure sorry you're both just like looking at me <laughs> like, well, you've got this really unusual look on your yeah, face yeah I know uh, what's going <laughs> on make me second guess myself here no keep talking just yeah. don't look a for scene. me don't ask me for answers I'm not going to say anything there's a scene where <laughs> the king says to himself if only Kale was my heir in regards to what is um, Dorian? Not I think it was doing? like f- like following orders, though. Yeah, because yeah. Kale just he follows orders because that's his job. Whereas, oh, whereas Dorian else. like Kale talks had back. Had, a, had, a, had a moment where he was really direct and did something. Yeah, and I, I know what like, you oh. mean, but I can't remember which part. Well, I think it was Killing Cain. It was reference to Killing Cain in the first book. Right. Yeah. And he was like, you yeah. know, I was kind of I kind of needed Cain. He was kind of my weapon, but you know, yeah, the, my captain of my guard acted without. Mm. That hesitation. I wish my son had that same. Yeah. yeah. Poor Dorian. But I think because Kale is, like you said, that steadfast, you know, good human being. Yeah. The king's not going to let him in on all of his diabolical plans. I love that word. That is diabolical. a brilliant word, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, he knows he's a good person. And, mm. and, same with Dorian, and he also knows the love interest between him and Selena. And yeah, he doesn't trust him as much as I think. Yeah, we think he does. If that makes sense at all. Yeah, it I don't makes think he sense. does. In a way, I mean, Gabby knows what's going to happen down the road, but I think I don't think he trusts him because he trusts doesn't, Dorian. No, Kale. Kale. Yeah, he trusts him to protect him. He knows mm-hmm. that he will do that because that's you know his mm-hmm. duty, and he understands that. But I think in terms of the wider political sphere, he doesn't really involve. Kale or anything like because I don't think he'd go for it or it would test the limits of his loyalty perhaps yeah and there's also the Selena thing yeah yes. speaking of great segue what did you guys think of the romance in this one <laughs> Luke <laughs> uh, hmm. 
Um, oh, I don't know what to say, really. <laughs> okay, well, how about... I, don't I... Want, I, don't, I know what I'd like to say, but I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think the level of romance is all right. I'm, I'm not a... Yeah, I don't think it's super necessary, but I think it works because it focuses more on um, how getting close to someone again affects Selena because she lost people in the past. And so it focuses a bit more on, like, kind of it helping her as a person than, like, them being lovey-dovey. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think that's probably why I prefer it because it just – particularly with everything else going on, mm. it doesn't feel like she's it should pretty, be She's getting... pretty loved up, though, really. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah but – She's also a teenager. Yes. <laughs> so I think we forget that because of all the stuff she's going through. She's those 17. In, those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just, I don't know. I think it's a pretty realistic take on a relationship. Yeah. That's just, they've just started a relationship yeah. and they're like infatuated with each other. That's they're already planning their f- future, though. She's already she's already looking at her future as a free person. I'm, I'm sorry, but as if she's not dream- daydreaming. About I know, that. Like, I know. But Kale's the same. Yeah. Kale is, you know, thinking about leaving the kingdom and mm-hmm. getting married and yeah. having a they get, they you know, get all these happily, children. He's happily ever and, yeah. after. Yeah, but. I mean, like, I mean, there's it's a lot nice. of bad stuff happening in yeah. the place, so they've got to have something to look forward to, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it falls apart right at the end, but, you know. And admittedly, I was sad when it did. Yeah. It's just while I was you reading was about it, I was to... sort of flicking knew, past yeah. it going, yeah, okay, whatever. And you were like, oh, no, wait, go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. Just don't be like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm, her, Selena's reaction to mm. Kale uh, not sharing the truth with her yeah, was really him. heartbreaking for me. Yeah. Uh, I felt like... It broke her heart too. I felt like she... I mean, I felt like she took it a bit too far, but her friend had just been gutted and killed, but yeah, yeah. her reaction and almost killing him and him throwing her into a dungeon was quite hard for me to read. Yeah. quite nice about it though, the way he threw her into a dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he let her out after yeah. a few days. He was very... Mm. Yeah. He didn't have the heart But to, that mm. also brings us back to see Caltaine again because she's been in the yeah. dungeon. Yeah. And then she's just gone. And she's obviously she's, had not a rough... Not a, yeah. not a great no. time down there. Yeah, she's no. been treated bad. And she's, like, losing it a bit too. There's a scene where Selena visits her early yes. in the book. She's asking and, for, like, answers about something. And Caltaine's obviously suffered some pretty unpleasant treatment down there yeah and, and she gives her her cloak. cloak and then speaks to kale about ensuring yes that she's yeah. not mistreated anymore yeah but then she's gone when um selena's down there again so which but, was a little bit of a part in the story that they didn't elaborate on really like with roland going and duke parrington it's Perrington, like yeah. hold on what happened there so Let's i'm sure <laughs> We, yeah, we, Don't worry, guys. All these questions will be answered. I know. I just I felt like there was just these little bits thrown in, little tidbits here and there. Foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> but that particular one, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, like you wanted there know. was just nothing else yeah. to it. Yeah. So, That's the thing with this kind of series, though, is it doesn't resolve all your questions in one book. And yeah. Then whole, have a there new are, there are seven questions. and a bit books. Yeah. So, yeah, she's got to stretch something out. Yeah. A- another thing we haven't sort of touched on is when she goes underground in the library no eleanor 
Oh yes, we our lovely Ghost Queen. And um, she, well, she was in the first one. We didn't talk about it in the first no, one. No, and and Mort, Mort, oh the talking God. door oh. knocker. Mort. He's just, he's just like a, he wasn't there in the first one. He's but. a skull door knocker that just suddenly starts talking to her. Yeah. <laughs> he's just brilliant. I love him. Do you? Yes. <laughs> he's just so ridiculous. I mean, he's it's a- like such a classic fantasy thing. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know about that bit. That was. It's just so random. Yeah, it was and you're very like, random. This is such a fantasy trope. Yeah. I, I, I still just am not sold on the fantasy aspects. I just still struggle with that. A bit. Can I just ask how many fantasy books you've ever read? This though? is the first one. But that's second the second one. Second one. The first book. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. That's so true. literally your first two fantasy books yeah. you've ever read. Yeah. Okay. That that I mean that that's good for people to know. I mean I'm not against <laughs> it. I'm uh, trying to keep my mind open about it. But good. Just some of the things like that I just. It's the just, more thing I found frustrating because he had the answers and just deliberately wouldn't. But provide. sometimes he doesn't remember things until she asks the right questions. It's magic, like that's the whole point. He's supposed to be irritating. Yeah, yeah well, he irritated me. That's for sure. <laughs> Job well done, Mort. But um, <laughs> so do you want to just talk about Elena a bit more? Uh yes. So I think that's a really important part in the first book, Elena. Selena woke up one morning with uh, an amulet on her neck. Was it? Yes. Is it the first one? The yeah. first book. Yeah, she has yeah. to. So it, it the was. Amulet it was to Elena protect her. One. So that was yeah. gifted to her from Eleanor. Yep. Am I right? And so after she goes down into the tomb, yeah, and like so finds Elena and um, we touched Elena's on the tomb. secret tunnels in the first one, and that's where Eleanor's tomb is, and yep. more the talking door knocker knob. Whatever he is, we didn't meet him until the no. One. So that's that was something else yeah. that was interesting to me. There was yeah. no Mort in the first book. He was yeah. just he does sort sitting of there silently. That, though. He's yeah. like, I didn't want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. So yes. So Elena is she was the first queen of Adelan. So it's basically like she's coming back as like a spirit to guide Selena on her way. That was a bit of. Foreboding too to the end uh, when mm. it was revealed who Selena is. I mean, she's yes. not going to come back and chat to you know Joe Blow down the street. She's coming back to talk to someone who's quite important. Maybe. Which is why I thought <laughs> Nehemia was going to be so important. Yeah. I thought she was going to be the one that Selena would support. Yeah. I don't know. I just look for like different storylines and how it could work out because it's always mm. obvious that the lead character is going to be the one that's pushed to the forefront. But I thought you know Selena's <laughs> an assassin. She's a killer. <laughs> she doesn't strike me as a very queenly kind of. Mm. Individual, mm. but yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's that really true. took me by surprise. Which is why mm. Nehemia, to me, I was still surprised by her. Yeah, her gutting. Yeah, um, yeah. So Elena kind of is trying to make Selena like you know, just do the thing, Selena. And Selena's <laughs> like, no, leave me alone. So because ultimately yeah. Selena has her freedom in sight, so she's yes, she thinks yeah. I just have to bear through all of these terrible things that mm. I have to do and then I'm free. But and I no. sympathise with that. I, I, yes. I kind of like that. I was like, yeah, I would be the same. I was like, yeah. I don't want to fulfil some prophecy. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I've yeah. Done, my, um, done my time. But then she finds her way under the library and that creepy thing down there. But all of those scenes were just, like, so, like, chilling. Yeah. And, they like, are. they were creepy. And, like, because they weren't super realistic, they didn't give you nightmares. It's okay. <laughs> But they were. I reckon that would be amazing in like the TV show. 
those scenes. I found like, that scene really down intense, down actually. Yeah. That was a long walk, too, because she just, like, kept going kept down <laughs> through all the doors yeah. and doing some magic with the word. Yeah, yes. while they were trying to, yeah. yeah, keep the door closed. Yeah, yeah, I found that to be a really And then Dorian scene. appears, of course, yeah, of in course. the library. Yeah. Every yeah, pair of the... trusting male friends come along, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, um, yeah, no, I really liked those bits. They were creepy. Like we said before, they made the pace of that last bit even faster. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Did you guys have much else to talk about? Do we want to touch on um, the Bubba Yellow Lakes? Yes. I forgot we hadn't spoken about the witches. Witches. Yeah. Literally, one of my favorite things in this book is the introduction of the witches with Bubba Yellow Legs at the carnival thing at the palace. She's amazing. I just love her. She was so threatening and, like, because she's sort of like, I'm an oracle. I can tell you things. Mm-hmm. But she has, like, iron teeth and mirrors and just... Yeah, she's a... She's a good character. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't have too much of her. I think she'd be too full on and too mm, yeah. too mind-boggling to read for too long. But the way she's introduced and then... And because she's like 500 a, years old. She's a good scene with Dorian. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I love um, that scene where Selena like goes back and she sort of reveals like, of course I knew it was the prince. Like, what are you talking about? And then Selena's like, well, you need to die. Yeah. <laughs> and she kills off. And I was just, oh... It's, I love that scene. It's so good because yeah. it's, again, it's really, like, intense. And because, like, Selena's like, it's getting really hot in here. And she's like, I can't see properly. And there's all these mirrors everywhere. But she still manages it. You also know that there's going to be... She got a lot be, of people in this book. There's going to be huge consequences for that. Hmm. There has to be. Yeah. So She's killed... A, uh, she's a queen, wasn't she? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> there will definitely be some consequences, I'd say, in a later book. So she was the former matron of the Yellowlegs clan. So yeah. she was yeah. But again, it's 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 building on that um world building that was like hinted at in the first one. There's so many things introduced and like expanded upon and then maybe they'll get bigger and more complicated as we go along. So great. <laughs> I'm just so excited. Let's read the next one. <laughs> just go for it. I've already started. Um, oh, and also after Selena opens the portal for Nehemia's ghost to come through, I mean, that whole bit too was like, that was quite intense as well because yeah. then Archer shows up and then there's like another like Ritterac thing and then the portal gets smudged so yeah. it opens up on this other bit and then she goes through the portal to save Fleetfoot. Oh, my God, best character, that yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah. Love her. Kale does, doesn't he? he and goes he, goes, he goes through to rescue her and then... What do we find out, guys? Really? <laughs> she has oh, she's fey. She's fey. Oh, she's fey. Oh, my God. Oh. And she has magic. To be fair, Far that out, I actually... <laughs> I, I have written this down here. Um, I had a feeling from the get-go that the mention of fey and magic and all that, that she was that anyway. Yes. But, yes, we just totally you, you kept you hanging just there. Like, I'm like, this was, is like the biggest reveal Fina until dog. the end. I'm just yeah. thinking about the dog, about Fleetfoot being um, <laughs> Almost rescued. Almost alive. But, yeah, yes. that was super exciting that she was fae. Yes, and she, had... she is half fae and she has fire magic. And then she goes back through the portal and she doesn't anymore. But still. Uh, only then, in that fae world can she yes, fully. But then, uh, yeah. but then Kale also has that reaction of like, oh, my God, she's been keeping things from us. Like, she's got magic. She's so even more dangerous than I thought. Yeah. And then I think that's sort of that time where he's like, we need to get her out of this country because the king hates magic. <laughs> and if he finds out, and then that's when he conspires how much do you think his, it, How much do you think father. of his decision to send her away is 
his own self-preservation for those around him and, mm. and for her safety. I suppose yeah. it's a bit of both. Yes. We did talk about that before. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a scary thing, though. Yeah. And then he goes to his father to, to like, get his help um, to send his support to, to get the king to send her to Wendland to kill um, the royal family there. Yes. And then that's when we're like, but, hey, guess what? She's not who you think she is. Although he does at one point say, like, you know, he doesn't think that's her real name. Yeah. He was right. <laughs> it's Aelin Galathinius. So did you ever have the feeling that she had mad- some sort of magic within her from the get-go, as in did you ever think she was fae or half fae? I'm going to be honest with you. It was a really long time ago I first read this book. Okay. <laughs> I've read all of the other ones except the last two three times I've read this one and the second time I've read this and last two I've read twice so it'll be third time but when I did that that third reread I just skipped this one and went straight to the third book (laughs) so I don't remember (laughs) I honestly don't remember and I also read them all like back to back like up until the fifth one and then I waited for like the last two books to come out and then I reread them all so like I didn't have to wait for like the books to come out which was a really good decision on my part because they get pretty intense. Um, but, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it wasn't a huge shock I don't think I did. <coughs> Sorry, I was trying it's to okay. let you finish your <laughs> last, well last five done. minutes. I was like, oh. Yeah, I don't think I did from memory. I think I was pretty – I was, like, sort of surprised, but I had I had an inkling from – because I'd seen, like, mild spoilers for, like, other books in the series. So I had, I had a fairly good idea, but, yeah, I still think it's a pretty good reveal. Yeah. Um, I wasn't shocked by it. I was more yeah. excited to, you know. Like where it could be going. Exactly. Um, Good. I, I want to <laughs> learn more about it because it seems when she takes form if, in her, her fae yeah. that she can also become quite savage and not have control over it. Mm. So, But yeah. she's also already a character that lacks control. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're so, interested where we're going. Yeah. I hope no one else close to her cops it because <laughs> I hope the dog survives. <laughs> we always hope the dog survives, okay? That's the thing on this podcast. <laughs> the dog is almost always my favourite character. Speaking of, shall we go on to our favourites? Yes. Yeah. Um, Bindi, do you want to start with your favourite character? Yeah. So my favourite character is still Nehemia, but I I enjoyed uh, Bubba Yellowlegs. Yes. Even though she was completely mad and evil and creepy and psycho, uh, I really loved her character. Awesome. Luke? Uh, Mine's still Kale. Mm. I just... I still like the way his character is still the same. He develops a lot in this one. He does develop. You learn even more about him. But he still stays true to his principles. Yeah. Which I think is important. He does make mistakes. Yes. Uh, they're not, Obviously. They're not, yeah. They're not mistakes that are, like, um, really egregious. Not in my mind, anyway. Yeah. But he still stuffs up, and he knows mm. he's stuffed up, and he needs to yeah. to pick up his act. I also really liked Roland Habilliard, uh, the cousin of Dorian. Yeah. He's only a little... He's only used very sparingly in it, mm. but I think he's got a lot of potential, mm. and I can't quite figure out yet what way he's going, whether he's good or bad or halfway in between or whatever. So cool. there's something to look forward to there. Um, mine is actually Kale in this one because I think he really comes into his own and you see a lot more of, like, his inner emotions and, like, yeah, he, he really becomes – comes into his own. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, favorite moment? I'd have to say I, I. It's not that it was a nice moment. Mm, yeah. I really enjoyed the scene in the depths of the library. That yeah. was really visual for me and exciting. And when they were trying to keep the door closed with the words yes. marks and all of that, so that was definitely a standout scene in the book for me. And I also in. Enjoyed, and this is another really morbid scene <laughs> when she took Archer Finn's life because yeah. um, redemption. Yeah, he <laughs> he kind of tried to sweet talk her and oh, thought yeah. he was going to get away with it, and mm. in the end, he didn't. No, Luke. Uh, my favorite scene was the romantic Yulma stance between Kale and Selena. No, it wasn't really. It wasn't really. That's a lie. I can't. Um, my favourite was the Bubba Yellow Legs. Hey, and... that dance outside was pretty, it was pretty, pretty lovely. Yeah, yeah it, it was. was pretty lovely. Yeah. My favourite was Bubba Yellow Legs and Dorian. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting scene. He's mm. And obviously we learn later that she actually knows who he is. And yeah. It's not just... yeah. Although I would have, I would have in a way preferred if she hadn't have known. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of like the idea that she, she might have she's known. A, she's a witch. She, she was know. just yeah. kind of be, you know. Yeah. But then, of course, she's obviously up to no good, so. Yes. Well, see, my favourite scene was actually Selena killing Bobby Yellow Legs. <laughs> I love that whole bit. It's just written so well. And it's just it really shows off Selena's actual like skills, not just killing someone, but like how good she is at all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's working at it. <laughs> and quote. I'll go first. Yeah, quote my quote. Um, we just changed directions. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Um, mine was a quote from Selena to Roland mm-hmm. uh, when she, he was just being introduced, and it was, uh, I bury the king's opponents when no one will ever find them. Mm. And that was just in a, a rather oblique reference to her profession for the king, although yeah. it's not really that oblique. It's, it's, not, kind of, it's pretty direct. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. You know, she's either a grave digger or something more <laughs> nefarious. I appreciated a grave digger. They wouldn't bury them when no one would be able to find them. You never know. <laughs> so had this quote been in the first book, I would have thought maybe it was a bit lame because mm. I wasn't seeing Selena as the assassin. But yes. in this book, completely changed. Mm. Um, okay. I'm starting to really like her character. So it was, if they wanted Adelan's assassin, they'd get her and word helped them when she arrived. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that does... It's a bit of a power scene, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's like just... It's a little cheesy, but yeah, it is a bit. I, I, think, but I it love works. that. I love it, usually in the context of the scene, she's like, you know what? That's what you want. That's what you're gonna get. Um, my favorite is actually it's a quote about Selena, so like in her head again, and it makes again a lot more sense reading when you're reading the book. But it's but death was her curse and her gift, and death had been her good friend these long, long years. And that's just after, um, I think it's after Nehemia gets killed. And then that's when she's like, everyone I love dies. <laughs> like, I kill people and everyone else around me dies. Like, Could you read that again? Sorry. Just, sorry. Says, but death was her curse yeah. and her gift. And death had been her, lo- her good friend these long, long years. Yeah, so it's kind of, it's almost in a way, it's, it's not sarcastic in a way. But no. it's kind of. She's kind of, it's it's a scene where she's kind of like just. Death is like, a reluctant oh, friend. Oh my in a god! Way. Like yeah. fine. Like, sort of friend. Sort she's of accepting she it. It's acceptance. She's yeah. finally yeah. accepted that it's just, just like the way her life is going. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. It's like that annoying uncle at Christmas. <laughs> He's just going to be there whether you like it or not. <laughs> just like that. Yeah. Um, all right. Why don't we rate this one, Luke? I'll go first. Uh, my last rating was three stars. 
But I'm going to go four stars for this one. Ooh, we're getting up there. Almost good to four and a half, but it's just the fantasy thing. I'm still not sold. <laughs> well, that's a pretty high rating if you don't like fantasy. But so. I thought it was really well yeah. written. And I'm, the character's good. I'm proud good of you. And... Well done reading something different. Thank you. Mm. Bindi? So my last rating was a very reluctant three stars. <laughs> Uh, but this one was actually four and a half stars. Nice. That's I a really pretty big it. jump. That's a big yeah. jump. That's a big jump. Obviously, I'm giving it a five out of five. Like, no one's surprised by that at all. I do think the books get better as they go along, and I still stand by that, but it's still one of my favourite series ever, so I do really love this book. And what's so, the next book in the series called? So the next one is Air of Fire. Air of Fire. And you yeah. really like that one, don't you? I do. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, like, I love all of them differently, but I would probably say that they're one's my favourite. So I'll be very interested, probably because of, like, where it, it takes us and, like, it sets up for a lot of different things. And it's just, yeah, I'm just so excited to get to talk about it. So I hope you guys like it. If you we'll don't, we'll, we'll, we'll get reading, <laughs> yeah. won't we? If you don't, that's okay. <laughs> But it's yeah, it's probably my my favorite one. We get some new characters, some new settings, some new things. <laughs> some just... new violent death, I'm sure. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so there you have it. Our thoughts on Crown of Midnight by Sarah J. Moss. Thanks for chatting with us, Bindi. And guys, remember to keep an eye out for our review of Book Three, Air of Fire, coming later in the season. Thank you for joining us, dear listener. We can't wait to talk to you next time when we chat, chat you up. up.